What's up? It's Lisa Denae. You're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I'm Alexa J, artist, songwriter, producer, based in Los Angeles, California, and I love to roller skate with Lisa Denae. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop. Wait, where's your uh, favorite place to roller skate? Because we haven't been like... Well, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm speed skating... Take me to Santa Monica Beach. I want to be on that bike path. But if I'm trying to learn tricks and flips <laughs> and falling on my booty in the parking lot next year. Yes. <laughs> Take that to the parking lot. Take <laughs> it to the lot where I won't be run over by a cyclist. And uh, tell everyone, because I know the answer, but tell everyone what like your skates look like. Actually, aren't they on the cover? Well, if you just... If you just head over to my Spotify <laughs> and click on the breakdown, you'll find them front and center on the cover art. <laughs> yes. But they're Impala skates. They're a beautiful, like, iridescent silver with purple or blue wheels. I think it's a blue. I think you have blue wheels. Blue yeah. wheel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like a teal wheel. Oh, yeah. they're so pretty. They're so dirty now, though. <laughs> yeah. We love, we love Impala skates. Shout Impala, out to please Impala. Sponsor, sponsor us. <laughs> And speaking of the breakdown, <laughs> this episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about The Breakdown by Alexa J. Yes, I am so excited to learn about this whole process and how it came together. But let's start with the lyrics of the song. So what is this song about and what inspired you to write it? Oh, I am so glad you asked. <laughs> so even though this song is packaged into this fun funky dance pop tune mm -hmm. it's actually profoundly sad <laughs> I, <laughs> um, it's really about self-sabotage specifically around relationships um, mm. I find that I've struggled often to hold on to relationships both romantically and sometimes with friendships mm -hmm. and I will push people away or I will rationalize why it won't work or I'll have a complete meltdown about it or all of the above Hashtag avoidant style attachment. <laughs> um, but I realized that that was just a symptom 
of a deeper lack of self-worth and Mm -hmm. so you know if you subconsciously don't believe that you're worthy of a relationship or a friendship then that manifests in you sabotaging it and thus you sort of have this self-fulfilling prophecy so working on that yeah (laughs) was there a specific relationship or friendship that kind of propelled this song Mm, sort of just a culmination of all the failed Mm. uh okay relationships and this is back when i I started this song back in new york city and dating there is probably like here just (laughs) abysmal (laughs) and you know even when you find somebody's like oh this could work that's when the self-sabotage would kick in right 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 so you wrote wait you wrote this in new york you're now living here so when did you start working on this song yeah so i began this song i had to go back and check i started in january 2020 remember the before times oh my gosh (laughs) finished it (laughs) finished it in the last week of march so we were about two weeks into lockdown okay wow and i was living in a an apartment by myself in new york city when i thought i was gonna die so i had a lot of free time to write music (laughs) but um I started producing it in February 2022. Oh my gosh. Now that's a So, okay, so was this when did you start working on the production first and then you were reminded of this song that you started back then and then you kind of like meshed them together or how did you come up with like the decision to take on the song that you started like 2 years ago? Right, right. So I used to write one song a week and then I would send it to a friend and say, hey, look what I made. <laughs> so I do have actually a quite a large backlog of songs that are sitting there waiting to be produced. Right. But if I'm not doing a top line from somebody else's already produced track, mm-hmm. typically I write a song on the piano or guitar. Mm-hmm. And then basically if I think it's good enough to be produced, then it'll go into the queue. So originally this song was going to be a sad trap R&B-esque song. Okay. And at one point I had a demo that sounded more in line with that, but I think this past year I was in a in a different place both literally and figuratively. So Yeah. And so I just thought, oh, what if I took this deeply sad song and Mm -hmm. packaged it into this fun, upbeat, danceable tune? Yeah. Because those are the influences I was listening to a lot this past year. So Gotcha. I would love to hear that. However, I do I do love when um, artists do that, though, when they take like such a sad lyric and then mix it with more of an upbeat production. That's my whole aesthetic. I want to be sad in the club. Right. At the same time. Right. Yes. I love that, though. I would I would be interested to see, like, where it was and where you were first wanting to take it compared to, like, where it is now. Yeah, my OG ref was Scissors The Weeknd, just the OG, not the Calvin Harris remix. Right. And then at one point I thought, oh, maybe this is Rolling in the Deep. Oh. Maybe this is Celeste Stop This Flame. And I think even at one point on this voice memo, I mentioned Billie Eilish's Zanny. Oh. Very strange. Ooh. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, that is uh, completely opposite. <laughs> this is so funny. And it'd be so amazing if I could call you baby, man. So this is a pre-chorus into like some chorus drop here. If it's like, it'd be so amazing if I could call you baby. But just about the way to 
see. And then something like my breakdowns. Like, wait to see my breakdowns. And if you actually want to still be with me, then we'll talk. That's funny. All right, now this was funny. You should, you should burn me away. You should burn me away and see my breakdown. But the references when I was producing it this year was the Scissors the Weekend, again, but the Calvin Harris Funkwave remix version, Uh Charlie Puth's Attention, and then Amber Marks Lose My Cool, but the Frank Moody remix. Right. All of these have a similar BPM and a really funky bass line. Okay, yes. So let's talk more about the production then, because I know this. This is the first song that you've produced, mixed, and mastered? Did you master this? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this Don't is Don't come for me, audio first, bros. This is the first one of your songs that we're hearing uh, where you did all of it. And I want to know how that was for you um, because I know, you know, how you normally work. And I just, I want to know what challenges, maybe if you had any, I'm sure you probably did. Um, I want to know how that experience was working on this by yourself. Absolutely. So I think the biggest challenge when you're working by yourself is how lonely the process can be. And when you don't have someone's energy to feed off of and their judgment on what's good and bad, Mm -hmm. you're kind of just winging it and you have to trust yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think this production is good, so I hope others do. Or I think this mix is decent, so I hope others feel the same way. And of course, I got feedback later in the mixing stage Mm -hmm. because, as you know, I'm still a baby producer. (laughs) But it was more about proving to myself that this was something I could do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've spent years singing. It's probably my biggest strength. And part of that is learning to vocal produce yourself Mm -hmm. and songwrite and how to track yourself and how to comp and how to build a vocal chain. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you find yourself wanting to make demos for yourself. And so the production part of it was definitely my biggest learning curve. And I'm definitely still learning. And it's taken years to get to the point where I feel like I have stuff that's broadcast quality. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see, won't we? Mm -hmm. People will be the judge of that. It's great. No, I really, I really loved it. I loved when you sent it to me. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, response that I want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, another challenge was actually building the production itself. I checked and there's something like 150-ish tracks in this one. And granted, part of that is because as a vocalist first, I love a fat stack. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I love going ham on ad-libs. And so, uh, but part of this, it was so fun, but also a challenge is just like finding sounds, building synth patches or um, sounds from VSTs or samples, whatever. It's like a puzzle trying to figure out how to make it all fit together Mm -hmm. in a pleasing way. Right, 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 right. So many decisions to make, right? Yeah, did you ever, like, you're you're alone, so I imagine, like, you just got stuck in your head. Was there a time where you had to maybe step away from it? And, like, how long did you step away from it before you went back in to, like, fine-tune everything? Well, as I mentioned, I started production in February 2022, and I think I uploaded it for distribution 
in September. So okay. that was, what, six or seven, eight months mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of... And I think a lot of that honestly just depends on my general state of being. If I'm in a place where I can like trust myself to produce and right, I'm not like, right. completely depressed. Right. But um, I want to say... I feel like at the beginning, I always at the beginning of every year, I get super hype, you know, New Year's resolution. Right. I'm going to write one song a week. I'm going to create two demos and I'm going to make one fully produced song. Mm-hmm, Lisa, mm-hmm. guess how many fully produced <laughs> songs? I this one? It's this one. It is this <laughs> one. So I probably built, I think I was super hype in February and was like very focused and built probably most of this track i think i'm good at getting like the main layers down pretty quickly it's just the fine it's getting you can get to 80 percent pretty right. quickly it's getting to like 90 95 that's what took me months like months. the ear candy ear candy ear, the vocals um, i sort of mix candy. as i go but like mm. mixing oh, mixing yeah mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. spend you know several days tweaking and then you bring it to your car and you're like ah oh, Right. You need to change that that, car that test. lead note by one day. Yeah. That kind of stuff is what takes me forever. And then when you finally feel like safe enough to send it to other people, then you're also waiting for their feedback. feedback. And some people, you know, right. people are busy. I'm no, so sure. honored anyone would actually like take the time, fellow producers who I trust would take the time to listen to my song and give me critical feedback and not sugarcoat anything, but also not beat me down because I'm a baby producer and I, <laughs> I, I'm I, easily discouraged. Yeah, I think that's why I, well, besides it being a great song, like I really loved listening to it because I was also there around the time when, you, when I felt like you were uh, discouraged, but like also eager at the same time. But I was like, Alexa, like you can do this. Aww. You know, like I don't want to do this, but you can do this. <laughs> You your, can do this. Your encouraging words are and what I needed. <laughs> and so I think that was why, like, when you sent it to me, I was like, I got, like, a little emotional because I was like, she fucking did it. And cry. it's so sick. Like, there's some dope, like, you mentioned the bass line before. I know you have, like, a brass, I don't know if it's, like, a section, but you use, like, brass in there. Just the cool ear candy that you did with your vocals uh there's also some cool ear candy that happens like in the chorus and i think it's also in the bridge that i just thought was really cool like i don't know there's some really awesome elements in here and then even lyrically and melodically thank you, you know like so thank you so much yeah it's it was just really cool to hear a finished project and i didn't know what you were working on nobody ever knows you know like you never told me like specifically what you were doing I just knew that this is something that you've been wanting to do so I just thought it was cool and it turned out so great I appreciate that well I think part of the reason probably nobody knows is you want to feel like good enough to present you want your product Mm -hmm. to be good enough to share and I think that for people artists people who have maybe gone through a journey of you know self-worth and believing Mm -hmm, in themselves mm -hmm. it can be tough mm-hmm. to share something very uh close to your heart or something that you've worked on because a rejection of that would mean a rejection of your person right of yourself mm-hmm. and, yeah. but that's, of course that's not true but us artists like to in- internalize oh if you have a criticism about my voice this is a part of me this is who right. i am or a song i made right, or right, a right. song i wrote these are my feelings how dare you so all that to say, if anyone's listening and needs some encouragement, <laughs> I would invite you to 
tell that voice inside you that's saying, don't share this, like, put them aside for one second and find someone you trust and share something unfinished because you never know. Yeah. No, for sure. I wanted to know your decision behind the intro and the outro because people don't know you do have a lot of experience in sync. So I'm also wondering if you took things that you've learned, um, what makes like a quote unquote syncable song to consideration when you were building this. And the intro is like super short. Like it's like, I don't know how long it is, but it's really short and it pretty much goes right into your vocal. And I wanted to know what the decision behind that, if you played with a longer intro or if you even played with right off the bat, just going into the lyric. Right, right. Um, great question. So it's funny you mentioned sync because I think this is the first song I've made in a long time and and brought fully to fruition that was not intended for sync. And I right. think, you know, lyrically it probably makes less sense for uh <laughs> it might be hard to sell a soft drink beverage when we're talking about <laughs> mental breakdowns. But you know, hey. I think it's be, you know, it's becoming destigmatized these days. But as far as the intro goes, I actually Fun fact, that little vocal sample is not me. I found that on Splice. Oh, okay. And the reason I jumped kind of straight into the verse is just the nature of putting songs out in today's economy of attention. Uh, If you don't grab people in the first few seconds, they will Mm -hmm. skip. And so as much as I'd like to say that was a purely artistic decision, I think that artists these days need to consider the listener and their attention spans and the format of spotify often you know songs will start with the chorus like let's hook them right right out the gate so this doesn't start with the the chorus but i did want to jump straight in as far as the outro it is a big brass how would you call that the i was just calling it a brass hit but i don't know that's right and (laughs) i yeah i guess that that is one thing that is demanded of a sync song mm-hmm. is they do demand a button ending. Mm-hmm. But again, um, I th- that actually the brass part of that came later. I had an ending and it felt very unsatisfying and not very well thought out. And I thought, let me just, because the brass elements came in later. You oh, know, once we okay. decided this is a funk tune, I should have some brassy, funky horns. Right, right, right. I don't play horns. I found this on place. <laughs> Wait, I want to go back. I wanted to know what sound you used, and it's in the chorus. I brought it up before. It's a production element that you use in the chorus, and you use it in the bridge. So that is a patch in the Anna 2 synth, which you can get. Stephen Slate, if you're you're listening and you would like to sponsor this podcast. Yes. um, From I Have the Slate All Access Pass, it's been incredibly helpful and you get a bunch of stuff but one of the things you get is access to the Anna 2 synth and that is a patch on there I'm not sure if it's just I a synth altered it oh and it took, okay. yeah I took like the chords because it's, it's, it's kind of like a wah-wah sound or like a, a scooped attack I don't even know yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> scooped attack was that like something that you added later like just for ear candy so it is a continuation, like you said, of the chords from the chorus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like really weird sounding stuff. So if yeah. you heard some of these layers naked, there's very funny ear candy in here in FX. Um, part of making a funk tune, I think you have to have some like 
funky, weird sounds. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Like if it's an interesting sound to me and I think it matches sort of the vibe, Mm -hmm. I'll try to find a way to work it in. Or anything on its own is fine, but if you can add multiple layers to it to make it more interesting or thicker, Mm -hmm. how fun. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you say your favorite production element is in the song? Um, well, definitely what I centered the whole production around, which was once I figured out I wanted like a funky slap bass. Ah, uh, yeah. That is what everything else is sort of built around. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you'll notice that I mentioned the production references like Charlie Puth's attention. That bassline's iconic. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at the Amber Mark the Frank Moody remix of Lose My Cool. And then, yeah, the Funk Wave remix of Scissors The Weeknd, of course, mm-hmm. has like a great mm-hmm. bass line. So I think that the the key to a good funk pop song is a funky bass Hell line. Hell yeah. I love <laughs> a good bass line. And that was Trillion. And since I just bought that, yeah. because I found out about Trillion when Charlie Puth talks about how he made the, the iconic bass line on Attention, he's mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. not a real bass. It's just Trillion. Mm-hmm. I might have used almost his exact patch. Oh, too. okay. I just straight up steal from people. Stop. <laughs> Don't announce that. <laughs> Good artists borrow. Great artists steal. Yes. Everyone listening, please steal. Yeah. <laughs> this is your permission. Legally, I have to tell you this is a joke. <laughs> Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. What would you say your favorite lyric line is? Oh boy, I see. I knew you were going to ask this. It's so funny. Like you'll hear in my OG demo, I was like laughing to myself about how dumb this is. But (laughs) if you want a sad girl, you've come to the right world. You'll feel so at home with me. Like that's absurd. That's so funny. (laughs) A sad. Come on. Anyways, I think that's hilarious. Hey, sad girls are also bad bitches. Period. <laughs> we can we contain multitudes. Yes, like we can turn. We can walk and chew gum. And be <laughs> sad bad bitches. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a hilarious thing yeah. to a, call yourself a sad girl. But yeah. I'd say that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not a sad girl, then are you really living life? Probably not. Like you your life's too easy. Yeah. And- what? You should be taxed more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're joking. Uh, well, is there anything else that we haven't discussed when it comes to like the writing, the production, or recording process of this song that you want to share? I think that if I could just get on my soapbox for a moment. First of all, I hope mm-hmm. everyone you know streams it and follows me, all those things. But I just want to like talk to my producer girlies for a second. It took me years to just believe in myself because mm-hmm. of how discouraging the space can be for yeah. women that are trying to produce or just be artists or what have you. I would just want to encourage the girlies to ignore the negative voices, find some other bad bitch female producers and that's the safe space. The people that I share my music that's not finished with, they're either Dudes that are allies and get it Mm -hmm. will actually give me actionable feedback on the product or it's trusted female producers. So Mm -hmm. I just want to like let you know I'm rooting for you. 
That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. But I am now stepping off the <laughs> But no, I, I agree with you. Uh, it's hard to be a woman in this industry. And, you know, I remember my first time or experience in the studio working on my own projects. You know, I wasn't allowed to give mixed notes. That makes me so angry. Yeah. So it's, it is discouraging, but again, pretty much had an, a reaction when you sent this over to me. It was like a proud mama moment, even oh. though it's not like mine, but it's, you know, cause yeah. I was there like when you were, you know, telling me about wanting to produce everything yourself now. And you were like kind of scared, but like also like, so, you know, you're doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you can do this. You know, like you have a lot of knowledge. You've had success with your own music, even though you weren't producing it. But still, like you take all that knowledge and, you know, bring it into your own. So I was like, I knew you can do it. And then, yeah, when I got it, I was like, yeah, this is so sick. (laughs) That right there is just evidence of like girlies, bad bitches sticking together and encouraging each other. It's it's honestly like my lifeblood is just the girl gang yeah but hey yeah that's right. for all the allies all the dudes out there that are good and are encouraging you are welcome to the girl gang yeah anytime. and also thank you to those that are yeah actually great guys yeah and if there's one other thing i could say about the girl gang is i just want to like give a special shout out to you lisa because i've been so freaking inspired by watching your arc over the last few years just I'm like just learning for the first time how much work it takes to put out a song just a single song the content the cover art pitching for press pitching to sync all just all the pieces that go into a single release and I'm on my first one and I'm already so (laughs) exhausted and I've seen you do it how many you've like what 40 songs out you have so many songs (laughs) out and you've done this and you've been in this game on your grind set and I'm just like fucking inspired because I'm like how how I am you have the stamina of a a cheetah a la marathon runner I am so impressed and I'm just grateful to have you as an example because I'm I think it's hard to believe it's possible for yourself unless you can see it being done by somebody else you have to see her to beer right and I see you knocking it out of the park and just so dedicated to your craft and belief in yourself and it inspires me and so many other people to believe in themselves to put in the work and just like put something out there even if you're scared even if you're not sure if it'll go well you do it anyways and that's completely inspired by you so thank you lisa shout out and thank you for inspiring all us girlies and I include guys in that too. All us girlies <laughs> out there to just like keep going, keep grinding, and keep believing in ourselves. Amazing. Thank you. Wow. Thanks. Now I'm like crying. Sorry. I'm not. Um, no, thank you. I mean, that's it's very nice of you. And it's always nice to hear and not something that I hear a lot. So when I do, like I know people like mean it. Oh, yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm I don't know. It's it is a lot of work. I think at this point in my life, I mean, I've always been like this, but it's you have to do whatever is going to make you happy. And at some point you just have to, you know, block out all the other noise if if you want to go after your passions and you just you got to do things for you because at the end of the day it comes down to you and no one else. 
So. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for living your truth so the rest of us can, you know. Guys, we only have one life. Do what you want. Yeah. Nothing matters. Do what you want. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's how I live. <laughs> Love it. Well, with that, can you tell everyone where they can follow your journey? So like your social media and where they can stream the breakdown? Absolutely. So all of my social handles are at Alexa J Music and that's J-A-Y-E. But yeah, I'm mostly active on TikTok and Instagram somewhat. And then obviously stream it wherever you get your music. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, join along. I'm really weird. And if you can hang with that, you'll fit right in. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Alexa. Thank you for coming Lisa. on my show. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Oh, wait. I do want to say Alexa was one of the first artists to be on this show. Um, so having you as my last is like such a full circle moment. I don't know if I'm using that <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, very... But it's so cool. Like I, yeah, because I got to know you when you were doing, you know, that whole project Mm -hmm. and now coming into your own. So it's, uh, yeah. Now I come to your house and I skate in your parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms or check out SoundScrub Presents Featured Sounds playlist on Spotify. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Danae on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and many more, at Lisa Denae or at Lisa Denae Music. I want to say thank you to all of the SoundScrub listeners out there for listening to other artists and producers and how they bring their songs to life. It's been so much fun for me to connect with new artists and songwriters, producers that I didn't even know was around. In turn, I hope that you as a listener have been able to find an artist that you're interested in and are going to support throughout their music career. I've had a lot of fun putting this show together and I just can't wait to share the new music that I've been working on with all of you. All of SoundScrub will still live on your favorite podcast platform, so you can go back and revisit old episodes, or you can even share the episodes with friends that you feel like would love a certain artist, or all of them. (laughs) Thank you again for all of your love and support with SoundScrub, and for the last time, I'll say thank you for listening. Thank you.